David Eichel, HawkeyeInsider.com, part of the Swarmcast, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Pleased to be joined. I mean, Bud Elliott, I, I could probably list off all your, your titles or whatever, but uh, cover three, uh, contributor, podcaster, national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. Bud, hey, I, I appreciate you taking the time, man. David, happy to be on, on, on the Swarmcast, man. Excited. And uh, obviously, we, we talked Iowa <laughs> this week on, on cover three, uh, a team that I've liked a lot this year and, and uh, at I feel like I did a good job buying low, and uh, maybe, maybe Iowa fans aren't too happy that I'm, I'm selling high a little bit here. Yeah. You know, I, I think it, it's an interesting conversation. I think you look at the national perception because my whole theory about this Iowa team going into the Iowa State week was even though Iowa had won five straight games against Iowa State, they were still the second most talked about team in the state of Iowa because everybody was hyped on Iowa State. So I think when Iowa went 2-0 and against Indiana and Iowa State, they're thinking, okay, where's our respect? Everybody's been talking up these two teams. They've kind of slept on us, even though they're in the top 20 preseason. Uh, but that was just the reality of it. So I, I guess we'll start here. What's the national perception of this Iowa team? And then give me kind of your own personal take on what, what you've kind of seen out of them. Yeah, so we've had a really interesting two weeks, right? Um, I, Chip Patterson, one of my co-hosts on the Cover 3 pod, told me that we've actually had more AP top 25 teams lose in the first two weeks than we've ever had. So there's a, if you play good football, there's a whole lot of opportunity for some upward mobility. And as we see, Iowa now is what top 10 in both polls. I think they're top five uh, in, in one of them after, you know, two notable wins over Indiana and over Iowa state. Um, I think Iowa is, is a good football team. It, like to me, this Iowa team is a good version of a good Iowa team. This is kind of what, they do, and you have to understand that going in. Um, but are they truly a top five level team in the country? I I have some doubts there. I, I I've had Iowa as my best bet in, in cover three back to back weeks and cash both of them, and I was you know really happy about it. Obviously, <laughs> um, but at a certain point, you have to say, wait a second. Are, why are they here? Is what they're doing sustainable to the level which they're doing it? Uh, and also, can they improve in certain areas going forward? You can't rule that out either. Yeah, you know, and I didn't disagree with all you know the com the comments from you from you know a lot of the guys on Cover Three the other day. I think there's a little bit more context and stuff that really needs to be dove into. Part of this Iowa defense, whether you say it's sustainable or not, I mean Iowa has 70 interceptions since the start of the 2017 season. That's the number one in the country by far. They're off to a flying start this year. I think with the way Phil Parker teaches defense, I think that covers up a lot of. I don't want to say covers up a lot of things, but they, they're a bend, don't break mentality. They'll give up a big play, but they always limit teams to field goals. But a valuable weapon, and it's crazy I'm saying this, unless you're from the state of Iowa, a valuable weapon for this Iowa team that's going to play a very key role in their success is Tory Taylor. I mean, the way they've won the battle of the field position over the last couple of weeks has been crazy. I mean, against Iowa State, Iowa had negative six yards in a third quarter. They scored 10 points against Iowa State, despite having no yardage. Torrey Taylor is averaging 52 yards a punt, and that's pretty sustainable from everything that we've seen out of him. He's Big Ten punter of the year last year. Charlie Jones has been a very reliable return man, uh, whether it be, you know, the kicking or punting. And Caleb Shudak is a sixth-year senior who just was barely behind Keith Duncan, who I thought was one of the best kickers in the nation over the past two years, Big Ten Network's uh, first-team all-conference kicker. I will say this about this Iowa team, just from what I've been hearing between the lines and what I've seen out of the recruiting and everything. I think their upside on offense is higher than previous teams. I think the offensive line right now is going to be a big problem. I think Spencer has improved. 
but the youth at the tackle spots, when Mark Kallenberger opted to leave, uh, quit football, he was going to start a tackle. Um, Alaric Jackson, losing him to the NFL is big. And now they have redshirt freshmen on both tackles, including one that was a former walk-on. But they are getting a right guard back and a fifth-year senior in Kyler Schott. But until the protection's there, I really don't know where this Iowa offense can go. But as far as the skill position players with Tyler Goodson, with Tyrone Tracy, I think the upside's higher there than, than in previous years. I, I, I totally agree with you there. I mean, it, it's it's sort of theoretical upside, right? It's it's upside. Can they get to it? You know, can what? Well, so some of the comments I made about Iowa, right? I said like right now they are two and zero, and we could talk about do they deserve to be two and zero? I'm really happy they got those turnovers. They certainly had a lot of turnover. People don't like the term turnover luck. And to your point about about all the interceptions from Parker's defense, it's a good one, right? There are varying levels of luck. We know that fumble luck is extremely random. Mm-hmm. Interception luck is more earned, but there's still a luck component of it in a game-to-game basis. And we know that because there's a pretty static rate, typically, of pass breakups and passes defended to picks. Sure. In that game, Iowa had three picks and seven pass breakups. I will tell you that is like not sustainable at that level, right? Mm-hmm. It's just not. Where fumbles occur on the field – who recovers them. There's some skill in forcing fumbles. Nobody's really better than anybody else at recovering fumbles. We see this year to year. Otherwise, Alabama would lead the nation in fumble recovery percentage, and they just don't because, hey, it's part of what makes our game beautiful, right, is, is that weird-shaped ball and the way it bounces. Um, I'm not going to say Iowa totally didn't deserve to beat Iowa State, but I think Iowa State, on a down-to-down basis, the things they control were oftentimes better. I mean, they, they were outgained 407 to 174 before garbage time, you know, before some of those uh, those garbage time drives were, were added in for Iowa State, which I think is important to note because at the end, Iowa State was or Iowa was really paying some prevent defense on them. Um, but right now, the passing game is just not at a level yeah. that is going to allow Iowa to avoid slip-ups, right? You, you can't go yeah. 10 of 21, you know, five yards per pass, 2.9 yards per play overall. And they have real issues on offense right now. I mean, success rate, 14% in the first quarter, 25% in the third quarter, obviously 29% in the fourth quarter. I kind of throw out the fourth quarter a little bit because they had the lead, obviously. Yeah. But also like the lack of explosive plays. You know, they, they had, they hit one big explosive play, right? In the second quarter Mm -hmm. and everything else was extremely bottled up. Like I, I look at that and I say, okay, if that doesn't improve a whole lot, they'll lose three games. You know, and and the thing is, it's like who they're going to lose it to. Yeah, there's I'm a lot of teams on the schedule. Too. If you don't improve on offense, that could beat you. If that if the turnovers don't occur in the right spots in the field and in the clustering that they've you know had so far in certain games, but this defense is nasty. Like, let's not lose sight of this. They held Iowa State under under six yards of play, and pretty low success rate. Basically, never allow explosive plays. You know, I mean that's that's something to write home about for sure. I think I think right now I think you have I think the top five arguments interesting I think they're a top ten team in the country I think based on resume you have to put them at number five that based on resume I agree I would do I mean I think they're a top ten football team and uh, maybe it, like you said I think theoretical upside is an important point because I think you look at Tyler Goodson what he did last year I mean he's the first team All Big Ten running back he's probably that best running back he's awesome right now in the Big Ten when Ibrahim went down and he's probably out for the year. I do like the the freshman from Ohio State though, uh, Henderson. Oh, Trebion. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 going to be an absolute freak. He's going to be an animal. But I know Ohio State's got the defensive issues. I mean, I think the Big Ten right now is just has a lack of elite teams. 
I mean, I think that's the bigger picture when Ohio State fell to Oregon and now Oregon's in that playoff conversation. But the, the point you bring out home about who's Iowa going to lose to, that's kind of my thing. I, I think they can still beat a Penn State, but I'm really curious how Penn State stacks up against Auburn this week. Wisconsin, I still, I'm not really sold on Graham Mertz. You know, he's a highly touted guy coming out of high school. Who's your favorite um, receiver on Wisconsin? Exactly. I, I mean, like a lot, we're all focused on Graham Mertz, and, and I don't necessarily disagree I mean, with you. He's Davis? not lived up to it. But their I mean, their skill maybe? talent right now doesn't really yeah. scare anybody. I mean, yeah. Phil Parker's probably sleeping pretty good at night when he thinks about Wisconsin's offense, for the most part. Well, I mean, he'll be having, you know, potential nightmares when he goes up against David Bell and Purdue. I mean, yeah. that's, been, that's been the Achilles heel for that team. That's why I picked Purdue to beat Iowa this year, because I'm not going to pick them until Iowa can beat them. They can, David Bell single-handedly won them in the past two games. But – you know, it's interesting to hear the national perception on Iowa. I think the offense obviously speaks for itself. I think there's a limited upside with this team until they can get Tyler Goodson going. And I think the yeah. big deal for Tyler Goodson, it was the good thing for the Indiana game when he had the 56-yard touchdown on the side. But I think when you look at him now in between the tackles, he's looking for the next home run play. He's not just continuously moving his feet to get those another three or four yards. But I will say, I think Petrus has potential. He's a different quarterback when he puts his, he gets his feet set. But, you know, how many off-balance throws does he take in the pocket? How many third-down sacks does he take that knocks him out of field goal range? I mean, it's stuff like that that's absolutely going to kill Iowa. But I do think it's going to ultimately come down to the offensive line and what they can or can't do. And I, I want your take on this, too, really quick. My, my whole opinion over these next two weeks, Iowa should have no problem with either two, Kent State or Colorado State. I mean, Colorado State yeah, lost to Vanderbilt. I mean, for you know, I think enough said. But the next two weeks are the most important – two weeks of the season for Iowa's offensive line. This is where they're going to need to get some consistency, get some confidence, because right when they dive back into Big Ten play, it's not going to do them any favors. I know that they're on the road at Maryland on a Friday night, and who knows what Maryland's going to look like. I'm not completely sold on them yet, especially defensively, but their offense, their passing offense has been pretty dang good. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. Like Maryland – Look, I'm not saying Maryland's going to light up Iowa's defense because I don't think it will. And I'm not totally sold on Maryland's defense yet. Either. Yeah. We don't know how good the West Virginia offense is. And that's really the only team so far uh, that, that Maryland has played. Yep. But, man, Iowa has got to find a way to, pay, to play pitch and catch. Right now, this, this passing offense is incompetent. They are under 50% passing mm -hmm. on the year. Like the best teams in college football, like I don't think Iowa's a top 10 team right now. Resume-wise, they are. Power ranking-wise, absolutely not. You have got to be able to throw the football around with some consistency. They're a 49% passing team. That is so far away from even being decent. Like, they're not they're not close to average. Yeah. This is a terrible passing offense so far. And they've played two, you know, good to really good defenses. So you need to keep that in, in consideration, obviously. But, man, they just don't – less than half the time they drop back, they're completing their passes. If you factor in the sacks, it's way less. It's yeah. not this is this ain't it, man. Like this is not gonna work unless this gets a lot better. They will lose games to people that, that we do not see them the losses we don't see coming. Yeah. And and I'll say this too. The the stat that really has been brought up and kind of hammered home over the summer with Petrus is when he gets rid of the ball under two and a half seconds, he's like a sixty-six percent completion quarterback. When he holds on to the ball for two point five seconds or longer, it goes down to about forty percent. So I think I was trying to find a way to have these quick routes to really get him in the flow of things. But there's a problem when they do that because he's so over-reliant on his checkdowns, whether it be a Tyler Goodson or whether it be a Sam Laporta. I mean, Sam Laporta on third downs has been targeted 10 times. 
I think Tyrone Tracy has been targeted four times total in two games. I mean, that that's unacceptable at any level because he's one of their most explosive offensive players when he gets put in a position to succeed. And it gets to the point where if pressure is going in the pocket, the receivers came and break out of their routes. They don't even have an opportunity yeah. to get open because they can't hold them back. So, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I'm not really blaming the Iowa wide receivers at this point. I think it's more so on the protection and Petrus needing to be, be able to go through his fundamentals and to not lock on one receiver. I mean, if, if he can become like a, I mean, David, even a 55% pass, yeah. right? 57. Like you, you got to get, you cannot go 24 of 49 mm-hmm. at all. Like that, 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 it's just, that's not going to work. Yeah. Period. Unless you're throwing absolute bombs on those completions and 5.1 yards per attempt tells me it, they're not, right? Like they're not overcomp, they're not compensating for that with something else. I mean, a QB rating under 100, it, it, I'm not trying to be just a stats guy here, but, Ball hits the ground when Petrus drops back more often than not. No, I can't I think, endorse him as a top ten team with that passing offense, right? Yeah, now. and and I and I think you know Iowa fans will want to hear that power I mean, rating wise. I mean, I, I resume can, rise easily yeah. top five so far. And you know, last thing real quick, because I know we both got to get going. I got a press conference here in a minute, but I, I do agree with you from that standpoint because I mean, whether people want to hear or not, you cannot win high, high, a high level in modern college day football if you can't throw the football. That's just that's just is what it is. So. But I'll give you one opportunity. Any final takes? Any hot takes you want to throw out about this Iowa team? Do you want? To- <laughs> I, I think first of all, I think they will get better. Right? They deserve yep. credit for coming out and finding ways to win against two really good defenses and two you know, decent offenses. I guess I don't love Indiana's offense. But I think Iowa State's offense is fine. Um, like they don't have to give those wins back. There's no rule that says Iowa can't improve. Right? I'll probably bet on them again this season. Maybe not this weekend against Kent State, but I'm not really in a, in a rush to take you know, to take Kent State either. Um, but like, this has the makings of a, a pretty good football team. If they can find a passing game, it can be a special football team. That's really what I'm looking at. Yeah, and I think that's a good point. And I'll say this: Yeah, I'd steer clear of any any 20 plus point spreads with Iowa. Just yeah, yeah. especially at, with a hangover spot after. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, Bud, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. I know a lot of people were interested based on the cover three comments, but I, I think at the end of the day, it's Iowa wanting respect, but at the end of the day, they got to go out and earn it if you're talking about national perception. So uh, you can find Bud's work, Bud Betts, uh, weekly segment on 247sports.com. It's Bud Elliott 3, correct, on Twitter? Yep, on Twitter. So perfect. For David Eichel, Bud Elliott, and uh, Bud, we'll have you on again sometime soon, and uh, we'll we'll chat it up. So appreciate it. All right, man, enjoyed it.